Hey, this is Rabbi Barris. I'm out on the open road right now on the Barris World Tour. Sit back with your chicken noodle broth and check out the worst gimmicks of wrestling part two here on Ring the Bell Radio. Go with theirs. So I got I got two gimmicks here for you guys. All right. And we're going yeah. pretty deep in we're going pretty deep into the archives on this one. Oh Jesus. No oh, boy. Oz. Okay, remember the Oz? Oh my yep. god, that was yeah. You know who played Oz, right? Oh, yep, Kevin Nash. Kevin no Nash. way. Okay, yep. so oh, see again. Also another, Shit, I don't know. <laughs> you have Oz, and then there was also I think he was only working for WWE back in 1990 for maybe five months. Battle Cat. <laughs> Does oh anyone remember God. Battle Cat? Yes. <laughs> okay. Love it. That that those come under. I think those two warrant the. <sighs> that's a little too far, even for gimmicks of wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come on, the Oz, which was in WCW, a guy who was supposed to be the all-powerful Oz, and he even had what Barris, a little Munchkin coming out with him. Yep, that or yeah, something like that. Rub- a big rubber mask. I mean, oh. green if if you don't know what we're talking about, just just go and and Google WCW Oz. Yep. Now, okay. funny thing, Oz tagged with the Diamond Stud in WCW, which was played by anybody. Who was that? No, who was that? I know. Idea. I know it. I know it. Go ahead, though. It was Scott Hall. That's right. <laughs> I love it. So, the diamond stud. I knew that too. Yes. yes. So the outsiders were in WCW before. before they were the outsiders. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I, I, it's, so this is why I love you, Barish. You're just the wealth of wrestling spiritual <laughs> okay. knowledge. We're we're gonna leave this one to Barris. Barris, if you're able to, are you able to describe the Oz? And just how bad this was and why it, why, and this was what, early 90s? Like 94? Early 90s. And this was actually. And why it wouldn't have worked. It was a brainchild of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. who The dream. He went to me and said, look here, daddy, we need to put you in this green, green cape with this awesome mask and throw you out there. Because, you know, the, the kids love the Wizard of Oz. And um, <laughs> I'm a Dusty Rhodes, and um, but yeah, they just they just threw him out there, and even Kevin, I remember him on the shoot interview. He's like, "You have a guy who's six ten, looks as good as I do, and you put a rubber mask on me, and call me Oz." <laughs> and, I mean, the entrance was, you know, I mean, it was a, your your basic like eighty late eighties early nineties. You know, entrance. It was pretty cool, but where, see, where that's do you another go from one. The that? That's another like, one. When I look at it, I go, "Really?" But you got to remember, it was what, what 93, 94? Yeah. You know, yeah, and that, and that's the beginning. Early. I'd say around that ninety four time is the big ninety four. I always say like ninety four, ninety five was the beginning of when like the wrestling was slowly starting to change, and you know what I mean. It was starting to. We were growing up, right. you know, and um, that's another gimmick. 
put that back in 1985, that would have worked phenomenally. Mm-hmm. Oh my, not just with the, you know, cause not just with the kids, that would have just been something. Hey, look at this. It's an attraction. We have the Oz coming down. You know what I mean? It would have been up there with like Andre's the attraction. Well, the Oz is the attraction. Fast forward 10 years. No, it didn't work. Now, honestly, if you would have put a hot girl with them in the Dorothy outfit with the shoes and everything, it might've worked. Oh my God, that would have. I mean, like real skimpy, like little skirt. You know, yep. stuff like that. It, uh, you know, carrying a little dog. You're right, though. Her. Okay, hold on. I, I say you're right, Barris, because it was, you know, how I just said that it was changing a little? Yeah. That's when that it was started changing a little. It, it would have uh, a little bit. Yeah, that was to the point where people, it was in its infancy where people would, would were worried more about what the wrestler looked at like, and we're starting to not care so much about the actual wrestling match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was going yeah. into, yeah. Hey, you have all this where you enjoyed the vignettes. You enjoyed all this. You enjoyed all that, but really didn't care about the match. If you guys yep. know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But, now, do you, do you remember Kevin Nash's next gimmick, which actually Vegas. The eyes on Michael? Yes. Vinnie Vegas. The eyes yeah. on Michaels to get him over to WWE. As diesel. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right, yeah, well, but now what, Oz. What about this one then? Because this one, when I was a kid, I thought it was phenomenal. Now, in my later years of life, I kind of look back on it and I kind of cringe partially. But the whole Sergeant Slaughter, um, Hulk Hogan thing with the Gulf War going on. And, you know, he was traded to America and and that kind of stuff. It was an amazing build-up. Amazing build-up. I thought that was great. I hated Sergeant Slaughter so much that my wrestling figure of Sergeant Slaughter that I had, I never played with him. Never played with him because he was a bastard. That's why. Then then they did it right. You were supposed to hate him so Mm -hmm. much that you wanted to see him get his butt kicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was I mean, it, it, yeah. it's equivalent to the Piper thing. Did you did you come see Hulk Hogan, or did you come see Hulk Hogan beat up Roddy, Sergeant Roddy Slaughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, same thing with yeah, Roddy Piper, or did you come see Piper or Piper or Slaughter get beat up? Yeah, what you know, that was when, the thing. That that's, when that when that leg drop went down on Slaughter from Hogan, I was I was I only mean, got remember this was. Well, I think it was a WrestleMania, actually. It was like one of the early yeah. WrestleManias, like eight or nine or something like that. For what? Barrett, that probably know. Yeah. Seven, I think. Seven. It was seven. seven. Okay. So yeah. I was very young um, when I was watching. And you got to remember, for us, pay-per-views were like on a Sunday. But because we were five hours in front of you, it would start at like midnight for us. So I'd have to stay up late. And my dad would let me stay up just to watch wrestling. And it's like two o'clock in the morning. And I'm by myself downstairs watching wrestling, and I see that leg drop, and I'm screaming. I'm like, "Yeah, Hogan, yeah, kill that guy, yeah!" Like I'm getting berserk so much. My dad gets up, <laughs> runs downstairs. He's like, "What's the matter?" And I was like, "Hogan just beat the shit out of Slaughter. He's a traitor. He's dead." And I was like, I was doing a proper Jr. moment. Like I was like, "He's dead. He's dead." Oh, yeah. my God. You know, my dad's like, calm the f- down. 
Because <laughs> we're trying to sleep. <laughs> you need to you just shut the f up and know your role. You know, sit down, finish what you're resting. Otherwise, I'm going to turn it off if you're being that loud again. But I was so into the storyline. It was amazing. I mean, that that on par with me was was what was, was like the Undertaker work. I was very much into Undertaker, as we all know. But that story, the build up to it, and then you know him being the what were they called? The Axis of Evil, Triangle of Terror, Triangle of Terror. Mm-hmm. That was it. You know, it was like Hogan versus all three of these guys. You know, at his unfair advantage. But, you know, he's he's standing up for America and. You know, this guy's a traitor and blah, blah, blah. And I was well, so wait a into it. So you're saying that was a bad gimmick that went too far? No, no, that's the thing. Then why that's are you talking the, about this? Because, because <laughs> there's, there's, cause there's two points to it. Okay. One, when okay. I was this younger, is bad gimmicks. No, when I was younger, <laughs> it was an amazing piece of imaginary work that got me involved. Now I'm older, I sit there and I think, is it right to capitalize on a war? You know, is it right? Yeah, is it right to make money off the deaths of you know thousands of innocent people uh, and play that storyline? Uh, yeah, and I cringe slightly at it because I'm like, it was um, as a kid, I loved it, but as I'm older and I understand the politics of the world and what's actually going on and what was going on at that time, you know, okay. I understand you I, capitalized on the storyline, but Jesus Christ, man, I mean, it's I, it's. Well, I get you what guys saying. they're actually doing they're actually doing the same thing right now in WWE with that group that's kind of like Antifa. Yes, ah, yes, yeah. yeah. Like that, the first time I saw them on actually Monday, and they're throwing like you know those fireball cocktails at like the generator, and then they stormed on SmackDown this week, which one of them I don't know if they, I think they had one with the baseball bat. Almost took off Corey Gray's head if he wouldn't have fell to the ground. And I'm like, wait a minute, we have you know cities burning, and you're gonna you're gonna play this storyline, like you know people Vince doesn't care. And, <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody cares there right now. I'm like, dude, like it's just I, I found it sickening, honestly. Okay, let, let, let me say something with Scott now. Log, sorry, Scott Logan, Logan. Scott, Logan Scott Scott LS LS Wolverine. Wolverine. Just, say L- just say LSD. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, I I get I get what you're saying. That you look back and you look at it as is is the whole gimmick of, of of Slaughter turning as a traitor. Yeah, yeah. You look at it now as okay, that was kind of bad, bad taste, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have to admit, it, 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 because it was slaughter, it worked. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There's, mean, there's oh, yeah. no way. There's no way if yeah. they would have had you know, GI Joe come in, or even though he was a GI Joe or Captain Carnival or whatever his name, you know, who whoever and become a, and instantly become a traitor, it wouldn't have worked. No, you know, it would have been. Uh, because he was so Americana for so long, then all of a sudden he's going, oh, I pledge allegiance to Saddam Hussein. You know, and for you younger viewers, go look that one up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it wouldn't have worked. But, no, I yeah. get what you're well, yeah. saying. It, it was bad. It, you know, you look back at it now going, eh, that's kind of bad, bad taste, you know. The other thing with that is, were we supposed to forget who the Iron Sheik was at that time? 
Like Call they gave him a new name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, I'm not stupid. I know who that is. Well, and... no, I think I think there was a couple prime times where even Piper addressed that, and he would go, he would say something, going, yeah, he looks a little familiar to me, and Vince McMahon <laughs> would be. Uh, no, Roddy, that's Colonel Mustafa. Yeah. You know, I don't. I, you've never seen him before. I don't, I, well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, those those boots look a little familiar. Like I've crossed paths with this guy before. Yeah. No, Roddy, we were, that's that's Mustafa. <laughs> he just came here. You know. We were we that little tongue in cheek. You know. The other thing is, is I think it was uh, what was his name? Um, Robert Remus, who played Sergeant's Law. Is it Robert Remus? I think yeah, it was Robert. I think it was Robert Remus. Is is what his real name is. But um, I remember reading a a a interview or something with him, and he absolutely despised the storyline. Like he found it. There was a part where he like oh, ripped he the flag it. or burnt the flag or something like that. And he said he went yeah. back. He went back to Gorilla afterwards when he walked into the Gorilla, and he was like crying. He was like, he was like in tears, and I think well, like, you know what? Okay, he they wanted him to burn the flag, and he said absolutely not, mm-hmm. and that's why you saw him burning a Hulk Hogan jersey. Yeah, okay. and he actually said, but you're right though; it, it still bothered him what he was doing. Um, but he said, I think at that point in time, burning that Hulk Hogan jersey was more Americana than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and but gotta, he, he hated it. you got to give the guy super respect, though, because he sold it. My God, did he sell it. It was amazing. His vignettes came on, and I just wanted to throw something at the TV when I saw him. And, you know, in a sense... It's very weird because, in a sense, because he was, you know, portrayed as an Iraqi sympathizer. That, for me, as a young child, was very, uh, you know, I was very impressionable by wrestling. So, if you're telling me that Sergeant Slaughter is a bad guy and he's an Iraqi sympathizer, <laughs> ergo, Iraqis are bad people, okay. and you know, blah blah blah. Okay. So, for young me, it was very, uh, you know, oh my god. <laughs> What the hell's going on? But like, as older me, Remus was an amazing, uh, an okay. amazing wrestler, an amazing entertainer. Think of this: during one of his wrestling challenge interviews, he gets up there and he thanks Saddam Hussein. And I know we got a little off topic here. Didn't he, he gets get boots up and, or something? Well, no, no, no. That, this, 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 hear me out. Yeah, yeah, he did. But this is where it gets funny. When you think of it, now that you're older and you think of it, he's up there. I pledge allegiance to Saddam Hussein, you know, and meanwhile, in real life, Saddam is over there invading countries, having to put up with, okay, the United States and the other allies coming over to basically, if you don't get out, we're going to come and kill you. We're going to come and blow your army up. We're going to X, Y, and Z. Okay. So Sergeant Slaughter gets up there and be in mind, he's over, you know, Saddam's over in Iraq getting ready to fight a war. But according to Sergeant Slaughter, President Saddam Hussein had time to send him wrestling boots. Yeah. <laughs> to amazing. wear in the wrestling ring, gift wrapped from Iraq. <laughs> so when you think of it, he's in the middle of fighting a war and he goes, Oh, yeah, send Sergeant Slaughter some wrestling boots. 
I mean, when you think of it now, it's hilarious. But like, you know, young me is like, what? He's like Saddam Hussein is sending him boots. This is bullshit. Hogan needs to come out here with Warrior and beat the crap out of him. Simple as. I mean, as an impressionable child, you know, it was a real big push on that Iraq was bad. You know, all Iraqis were bad. And obviously, as an as an adult now, I know that's not true. There are millions of Iraqis over there that, you know, try to escape the the, the oppression. I actually went to school with a uh, a girl, and I won't say her name because I don't have permission, that she was from Kuwait, and they were refugees that left when the invasion happened, and they they were allowed asylum in England. And, um, again, as a young boy, you know, I'm talking to her, and um, she's like, yeah, my, my country used to be amazing. It was, you know, a really good place to live. And then the Iraqis came and and they basically destroyed everything. And we had nothing. We had no food. We had no house. We, we had no access to anything. All we had, all we could do is escape. And I think like a dad died or something. I'm, I'm not sure on this. So don't don't quote me for it. But she she came over. And again, at that time, then seeing Sergeant Slaughter with these Iraqis, I'm like, I know a girl who had to go through this shit. And you're sympathizing with him. And now you've got a pair of boots from him. Go f*** yourself. But ah. the, the sell point of it was amazing. I mean, looking at it from an entertainment standpoint now as an adult, I can really, even speaking about it still fires me up, even though I know it's not true. But still, young me was very into it. And I think that's that's one of the issues that kind of ended the Attitude Era as well. Because it got to the point where society changed and it became a bit more liberal. And yeah. in that sense, you had to come, you had to move to PG. Um, otherwise, you're going to get angry mums on the phone. You're going to get Karen's calling you about, you know, why is Edge banging Lita in the middle of a ring? You know, that's what you're going to yeah. get. But um, it, like today's society, I mean, with, uh, like what Barris said with the whole Anfer storyline arc you got to tread really careful because, you know, people get labeled now and that stigma sticks with you. You couldn't do the Sergeant Slaughter thing these days. You oh, just no. could not do it because I'll tell you why somebody in that crowd would pull a gun and shoot him in the middle of the ring. I guarantee you that is what would Something. happen these days. Something horrible like that would happen because people can't separate the two. That, you know, and 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 I don't really want to get into the politics of today because we would be here for hours shouting at each other. But the simple fact is, you know, people take these things to heart and can't really separate the two identities. You know, it, for them it's still kayfabe and they can't get out of it, so they treat it as reality. This is why you see, and and if anybody on the show, not on the show, listening to the show. <laughs> On the show, who's on the show tonight? So anybody who, who, who are listening to the show, um, a lot of fans add me on Facebook, and you're welcome to. I'll gladly talk to you outside of the show. But you see a lot of my posts, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not liberal. I'm. I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I don't care about politics really. I care about facts, facts and evidence. So if you post something, I'm going to research it, and if it is wrong. I'm going to tell you it's wrong. And my Facebook page is just that. But that's the problem with, with today's society as well, is that there's a there's a difference in the old days where that was acceptable because of the time. P- 
people were into the Iraqi thing. People were into yeah. Sergeant Slaughter, and and that. But if you did it nowadays, somebody the the way that the culture has changed, especially here in America, you would get somebody pull a gun on him in public, because people don't want to research. People don't want to know the facts. They just know what's in front of them, and that's it. Same thing with the whole COVID thing that we go through as well. Um, you know, get educated, get your facts before you post stuff. You know, that's the key thing. Don't, don't, don't post crap that is not true because then you're telling somebody this information, you're passing it on. And you don't know if that guy is bonkers nuts, is going to take his gun and go to XYZ and start shooting people because somebody claimed they were making a microchip that's going to make your brain turn into a lizard or you know demons are going to have sex with you that's the craziness of today and 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 the kayfabe stories of the early 90s couldn't work today just because of how the culture has changed and you could see it by watching wwe especially it's amazing how vince kind of adapts to to the changing culture sometimes he's slow to do it but sometimes he's on ball and from a business standpoint, yeah, I mean, make get money, get paid, baby, get money, get paid. But in the same sense, you know, like Barry said, but the amp, the amp for people, I mean, you've got to be so careful these days with that stuff. You really do, because you will get somebody do something stupid to one of these wrestlers. And we all know stories of wrestlers being attacked, you know, outside of the ring, that kind of stuff. Rowdy Piper, I think, got stabbed. By fan something, once or something, yeah. something like that. But there are there are loads of these things, and it's the people can't separate the reality. And here's a funny kicker for you. And, and a few shows ago, we talked to uh, Shannon from Pier Fifty Four. Is it Pier Fifty Four? Pier Fifty Four podcast, the General yeah, Hospital Pier Fan F- Podcast. Yeah, and we talked to her, and, and I admitted that I'm a Days of Our Lives fan. Okay, and um, quick stupid story, but one of the guys who played. Um, EJ, who is a bad character, okay, he wanted to leave the show. And the reason that he wanted to leave the show is he couldn't walk down the street anymore. And like old ladies would come up to him and start shouting at him and hitting him with handbags because he played a heel in a soap <laughs> opera. I mean, that's just insane, right? But you, you've got those people who can't separate reality from entertainment. And like I said, these days with how culture is and the political, you know, kind of fire pit we're in, you know, people are ready to snap like that. So you've got to be so careful with these wrestlers and how you portray storylines going forward now, because my God, man, you could you could end up with somebody walking into the bloody ring with an AK-47 or something stupid like that because they can't separate the reality. If you had the Sergeant Slaughter thing now, somebody would have killed him. Somebody would have outright shot him on the middle of the street or in the ring or something like that and be like, yeah, USA, USA. You just killed an American who's an actor, basically. Yeah. There's my rant. I'm ranting all night. That's that's rant number four for the evening. I tell you, the X-Men music is going to burn, man. It's going (laughs) to burn. So I got one more unless you guys got one more. Oh, go for it, Brian. Go for it. Okay, ready? Mordecai. Ah, anti-Undertaker. Tell me that wasn't someone they were trying to shove down your throat. Oh, my God. That was, that was, I like to call it Cena's. Because that's all it is. Yeah, Cena's. Yeah, because everyone gets John Cena down your throat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, 
I, I me personally, I, I, I liked the Mordecai character, but timing. Oh, if yeah. it was a if, wrong place, wrong time. You know, I, it, I, love it, the, it, I love these finishing move though, the crucifix. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. But the, the, like the, lift but from the, behind. Amazing. There was also there was also just something about the character. I mean, I like the look of the character. There, but it, the fans. I even I remember when I was in college. I remember when we saw him, and you know, uh, the couple of roommates I had, we were watching wrestling, and it was one of them where he debuted, and we saw him. We were just like, he's not going to last. It, there was just something about him that we were going. There, there's no way they can do a character like this while the Undertaker exists. That's see, the this, first thing we said. I, I was an exact same thing when I saw him. Here's what I think they should have done. My opinion, personally, they should have had a big match like WrestleMania. Well, not WrestleMania because we didn't want to break the streak. And what we do, we no, 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 no. Say like SummerSlam or something like. Have a WrestleMania, have a SummerSlam match. Have Undertaker versus someone, and then debut him. Like lights go out, lights come on. He's in the middle of the ring, just starts attacking the Undertaker. Undertaker goes down. He runs off. You're like, who the f- was that? Leave it alone for a couple of weeks, then do the vignettes, then have him basically just like interfere with Undertaker matches. Yeah. Pose him against the Undertaker straight away because that's what he was meant to do. He was meant to be the anti Undertaker, but there was no between the two. You See, know, that, that's the problem. His other thing was, and then uh, he would always come down to the ring, he would put his cross up, and then he would always have the announcer say, Please pray with Mordecai. I, I mean, and, and, I, and I'm not knocking that at all, but that's not going to work with our wrestling crowd. Yeah. Okay. Where you, yeah. everyone, please pray with me. No, it's not going to, with that crowd, it's not going to work. It, it, it was, it was such a transparent, it was such a transparent character. It's almost like they, they wanted to get it out. They wanted to shove the character out there, get everyone to, you know whether he's a good guy or bad guy let the people decide but the people didn't care they weren't cheering him they weren't booing him it was we don't care about this guy but i don't think the product was finished before they released it to the public you get what i'm saying yeah yeah it did cook yeah. long sort enough. of like windows vista so anyway <laughs> <but>. <laughs> and i get, I get what you're saying i mean it's like they didn't they i i put if, if like i say my opinion if it was me i wouldn't have even introduced him i would have just had him come in Undertaker over, leave two weeks. Who the f- is this guy? We don't know. Do a little vignette, all right? At the end of the vignette, like I am Mordecai. Done. Leave it alone for a couple of weeks. <laughs> f- around with an Undertaker match, then do all that. Now, here's my problem with it, and I exactly know exactly what you're talking about with the please pray thing. Okay. Yeah. First of yeah. all, a lot of people know I'm I'm an atheist. Or I'm agnostic atheist. So, um. Oh, that's a strong word. I do believe in God, just not a Christian one. Talk to me on Facebook, I'll tell you all about it. Anyways, so for me, it was like, I ain't praying with him. Now you're shoving religion down my throat. See? Here's here's what he should have done. All right? None of the praying shit. You need a pose. All right? That's all you need is a good pose. Undertaker gets on the knee, puts the hand up. You're like, me, it's the Undertaker. Triple H comes down to the ring. (laughs) blows water everywhere 
oh my god, it's Triple H. He should have just had something like that. No bloody talking. Come in the ring. I don't know. Put yeah. your arms up. Do a star jump. I don't know. Something they're going to relate to him about. You know, well, just put your arms out like a crucifix. Beat the person up. Leave. Don't talk. Let the character be mysterious. Then yeah. finally, have him talk, and then have him call out the Undertaker for a WrestleMania match. It would have been the character wasn't bad. The no, it wasn't story, bad. They just didn't know how to market it. They didn't know yeah. how to use it. Yeah, it didn't, and it went horribly wrong. And it's sad. He, the guy who played Mordecai, he ended up being a vampire or something, right? No, that was well, hold on, Barris. That wasn't Kevin uh, Thorne. Wasn't that wasn't Mordecai the tough enough winner? Oh, let me let me oh. ask Mister Google. Because if it, yeah, if it was the if it was the tough enough winner, I'm thinking of didn't he end up passing away? Hmm. It was that Jeff or whatever his name was. That I can't remember. It wasn't the first tough enough. I think it would have been the second one. I don't know. Well, I'm looking. No, he did. Look, he's um. Oh, I'm uh, Mister Google is telling Kevin Fawn. He was Mordecai. Kevin, he was the one. Kevin Thorne was Mordecai. Okay, yeah, I was Kevin wrong. Thorne was Mordecai. Okay. Kevin Thorne is a professional. So, so it's the wrestler. first time I'm wrong. Blah blah blah. Yeah, because I remember he became the vampire dude. Yeah, later yeah, on, ring tag makes Mordecai yeah. and and Kevin Thorne. So okay. yeah, it was it was him. Uh, that's what he transformed into, which is ironic because it's totally the opposite of what his Mordecai character was. But I mean, good change. Yeah. And I I like Kevin Thorne. He's a good wrestler. I like the the vampire angle, even though it had been done many times before. That's and the I thing think is, by Dan, the time the vampire angle came yeah, around, it I was mean, already played out. Dan Grill had already already drilled that into the ground, and I love Dan Grill as a wrestler. Oh, so he, do he I. Was, he's an awesome guy. Um, even in real life, he's an awesome guy as well. He's married to what's her name? That the, the thingy Moon or Luna or something no, like that. No, he was. They they were married for a while. You know, Luna passed away. Yeah, I know she died. Yeah, yeah, they were married for a while. And then look look up one of Gangrel's shoot interviews. He has a story that he talks with Luna about Luna, how he thought she was nuts, and then he wanted nothing to do with her, and then they ended up being married and all that. It's actually a pretty interesting. Yeah, he's an amazing <laughs> he's an amazing wrestler. I'm really sad he's he still isn't in WWE. I think he does he's a trainer now, right? Yeah, he has his Gangrel's wrestling asylum, he has. Yeah. That's his but I mean he was an awesome character. I tell you what. Going on that, what killed Gangrel was that ring interview with him, Christian, and Edge. And it was like the first time he ever spoke properly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, he's a great wrestler. He's a great guy. He can't do mic work. Like, he just can't. At least not how they wanted him to do it. No, and I his laugh was like, Eee-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-
Done. <laughs> Done. That's all he needed to do. And he would have gone far in the WWE. But then, like, you know, I hear him like, uh, yeah. I'm like, what the f***? Dude, you're meant to be like an ancient vampire or something, man. That That's not how vampire sounds, you know. Totally wrong direction. But I think that moment there destroyed his his career in WWE because once they realized that he wasn't working with the mic the way they wanted him to work, that was it. You, you were pretty much done. Great wrestler. Unfortunately, just couldn't pull off the, uh, the, 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 the kayfabe part of it. So, Barris. Are you no. able? Are you able to give us any idea where you're going to be ending up next? So I the people of the country, the what? I honestly don't have any idea. I, we we kind of go day to day here with the Barris okay. Mobile. So, so. I, I just want to say out for 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 those listening, um, keep an eye out for the Barris Mobile. He might be coming to your town. You never know because he is out on the road right now. Uh, the Barris Mobile is out spreading his words of wisdom to the people of the country, people of the earth. And you're, yep. he's in, uh, where were you again? Tennessee, Kentucky? Disco, Tennessee. You're in Disco, Tennessee right now. Amazing. So Absolutely he doesn't amazing. even know. I, w- I would say keep an eye out for him, but he doesn't know. He's Like he just said, you go day to day. He, they, they could be ready for their journey tomorrow. They could be heading up north. They could head west. They could head south. They could even head back east. Who knows? So just be look out for the Barris Mobile. You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> you know what you need, Barris? It's like before you go to a town, like you've decided in the morning, like we're going to, I don't know, Disco Ball Dallas or something like that, okay, <laughs> wherever you're going, all right? Right, you have to go, dude. There's three towns you have to visit: heaven, hell, and purgatory. Okay, they all exist. They're all in America. You need to go put your spiritual wisdom there. What you need to do is like set it up. You in the morning, say like, right, we're going to disco ball. Call ahead. Send a guy in a rental car in front of you. Set up a big stage, and then just have on the stage like a timer, like with Christian. He did his intro. Like you just had a timer. It was like wow. Wow, wow. And then when yeah. you get to zero, you get out of the car, and it's like instead of break the world down, it's like spiritual leader now. Dun, 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 dun. There you go. <laughs> Boom, fire a couple of fireworks, mate. You have got a cult. There you go. You've got a cult. Boom, done. Tell them you to know, subscribe and listen to Ring the Bell Radio. There's there's one interesting place you should go before you head you 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 get back to base camp in Pittsburgh. Which we don't know when that could be. That could be six months from now when you're back. Who knows? You need to go to Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That is an exact place, ladies do, and gentlemen. We cannot do one show without some sort of sexual reference. It's either bondage. No. Now it's in our team. Hey, wait, I was going to say, this one's not my fault. No, yeah, no, 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 no. It's no, all no. JD, but, man. Come on. What makes it funny is for the listeners, there actually is a place in Pennsylvania called Intercourse, Pennsylvania. That's insane. There is. It's out. It's out in their Amish country now. <laughs> yeah, Eastern I'll PA. Go but it actually the Amish. exists. Go talk to the Amish and spread <laughs> your spiritual wisdom. Oh. <laughs> Bring some Save cheese back, Paris. Bring Save some that. cheese. Yeah. Save the Amish to the end, though. You know, wait, wait, wait till you get. Yeah, but you're you're you. I want to say again. I know I said this like four times already, which doesn't beat. Logan's rant record for tonight, but um, 
be on the lookout for the Barris Mobile in your town. You never know. He might show up and give you some spiritual wisdom. Spiritual wisdom now. Dun, 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 dun. That'd be great. Anything else about your journey, Barris, that you got to get out before? Um, no. I'm, like I said, we had our first night last night. So we're just going to play this by ear and try to help as many people out as we can. In Have you got any followers yet? Have you got people that like sold all their earthly possessions and are now just following you around the country? Oh, God. Like dressed in white, like hippies or something? I mean, hippies do follow, but I mean, there there's no spiritual cult going on. This is just me spreading the, you know, the words of wisdom that I have and to try to make everybody's lives a little bit better in these hard times. I think what's realistically happening is Barris is building a cult and he's going to get a gigantic mansion in Malibu. And uh, ironically, the cult is going to be filled with many women. And he's going to be like, you must receive my seed to be, you know, spiritual or something horrible like that. What do you think he is, like Manson? I don't know. I, well, he, he's driving around in a goddamn Pope mobile. The Ferris mobile. Did yeah. you see the picture he sent us on Facebook? I did. I, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a taxi it like, with like... It looks like an English car. It is. It's an English yeah, it's taxi. That's, that's got a black cab. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those are actually decent cars. They run forever. Where'd I you mean, find one of those built. bears? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we did a little uh, improvisions with it. Um, but where'd it you find eBay. it, though? On you eBay. Find it on eBay. eBay. Okay. You find yeah. everything on eBay, man. eBay or Amazon. Yeah. Right. No, I don't, I don't want it. Like, Amazon to eBay like is like Facebook to MySpace. I preferred MySpace before it went out. But... It's, we have to deal what we have to deal with. Are you still are you still friends with Tom? Um, <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> friends with Tom. Yeah, uh, you know, it's fun, stupid thing, real quick. But I read this interview with actual Tom. All right, and um, he's like, "Well, we needed a picture to put up there, so they just took my picture and threw it up." And then, oh, he goes, "I get people all the time like, go, ha ha, Facebook beat you, blah blah blah." And he's like, "Ha ha, I sold my company for one hundred twenty million dollars, and now I sit on a beach all day." Right. Boom. <laughs> the American dream right there, yeah. baby. Don't matter. These company failed. He still walked out there with bucks. Well, so no, no, that. no, 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 no. It wasn't his company failed. It's Facebook still saw him as a threat rival. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to buy up the business so they didn't have that rival anymore. So right. he wasn't he wasn't a failed company. He was very successful if your competitor wants to buy you. That's what Bill Gates did. You 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 literally opened a company with anything to do with computers. You turn up the next day with a check. Hey go, here you go, you're out of business now. Bye. Just buy you up. Instead of competing with you, I just gonna buy you. Simple yeah. as so that yeah. that's my opinion. MySpace was very successful that if Facebook says we have to buy them. Same thing with Instagram. Same thing with that WhatsApp or whatever it is. Dude, if you're catching the eye of Facebook and they just want to straight out come out and buy you, they see you as a threat and saying, yep. you know what, we, we don't, we don't, we, let's just buy them so we don't have to put the dollars in to advertise to compete against them. But same anyway, thing, same this, thing with Vince this, and WWE. Just yeah. buy the competition, just be the only person out there. Done. This, so that was, that was our JBL moment segment of the, uh, <laughs> of the show which what do you think guys i think it's time to get out of here yeah let's wrap it up i want to i've got for, for the fans i've got surgery tomorrow on my hand so i'll put on facebook how everything goes if i can yes. type um 
like we said, uh, Scott's hand, he's getting surgery. Be on the lookout for the Barris Mobile, spreading his spiritual wisdom across the country right now. He's in Tennessee right now. Where he'll end up tomorrow, no one knows. Visit us at uh, ringthebellradio.com. Find us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, King of All Blacks, if you're listening, please contact us. He is King of Wrestling, not King of All Blacks. Why the hell are you saying King of All Blacks? Did I say King of yes. All Blacks? You said it earlier on, and I'm like, what? And now I King thought, of no, All I did. Blacks? I Jeez. literally thought you said that earlier, too. Right? I was like, what? <laughs> no, I didn't. I said King of All Wrestling. No, you said no, you King didn't. of All Blacks. <laughs> you know what nope, I think it is? Not- okay, no, no joke. When I just said that, my mug that's sitting right next to me, look at this, Scott. Look, it's a black mug. <laughs> it's a Beatles Abbey Road mug that's black. Oh my god! So, uh, what yeah, is, wait, wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! I don't... King of all mugs. You well, instantly went to King of all black. No, 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 no. What do they call that? There was something that happened. Was would they call that your subconscious that you're looking at something and then you just say it? Oh. <laughs> wow! Oh my god! I didn't even realize I said that. That's terrible. Yeah, I apologize. No, no, um, no, uh, no offense meant to anyone. <laughs> oh my God. Wow, man. I am right. like, I'm, I'm blown away by that. Jeez. You might have to do some editing here there, JD. Um, hold on. Yep. Also, if you're out there, king of all wrestling, <laughs> please contact us. Uh, we, we would, uh, Logan really wants to speak with you. I do. I want us oh, so badly. I, I want you on the show. I want you on the show to confront Barris. I'm giving yeah. you the opportunity to face the man that has disgraced this show. Okay. I'm giving you that opportunity. Come on the show. I invite you in. Let's talk. Let's talk it out Barris. No violence. Let's talk it out. Okay. So I think that's it. King of all wrestling. Come on. Barris is in the Barris mobile. Logan's getting surgery tomorrow. I have to go to the, I'll be here in the office tomorrow. I was going to say, I have to go to work. I'll be here tomorrow in the office doing who knows Nothing. what. Nothing. Yeah. So reading I've been Howard JD. the Duck. Reading Howard the Duck. No, 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 no. You know, you peek at it sometimes. You, you yeah, a little, little peek. You. Little peek. Walk past right. Barristy's desk, lift it up a couple of times. Oh, really? <laughs> Put it down, walk away, think we're not watching. We're watching. We're always watching, JD. We're always watching you. <laughs> we are always watching you. All right, it's time to get out of here. We know who we are. We, we, we don't know who you are. So we'll see you next time later on. And remember, it was the most erotic thing I'd ever seen. <laughs>